This will be my very first sermon in English. I've uh, first pleaded with Niels to be my interpreter. I also asked Francie now just before we started, but uh, it seems to me I'll be on my own. I'll be a lone ranger. So yes, uh, bear with me if the tenses and the E's and the R's comes out crooked or not right. Um, but I believe when we read the word of the God, it is as straight as a two-edged sword. Let us pray. Father, thank you very much for your word that gives us direction to you, that teach us how the Christian life must look like. But thank you that your word encourages us and gives us hope that one day we will be with you as Domine has dreamt what a joyful day it will be. Father, use your word this afternoon to cleanse us and to help us to walk in your way. As we just sang, to be focused on the cross and to know there is a crown after the cross and make us to look out to be um, look forward to be with you. And our prayers, God, is that that will happen soon. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we're going to look at uh, Psalm 30, verse 5. My theme will be, Joy Comes with the Morning. Now, whilst I was very sick and hospitalized with COVID, I couldn't sleep at night. It was as if the symptoms were more severe. Shortness of breath, lack of oxygen, body aches and pains, hot and cold fever. It was as if my body was attacked fiercely during the night. And it had to fight back with every grain of power it had 
and that power was very little. So much so that I was very tired early in the morning around five o'clock. But as the day breaks and the darkness fled before the light, I could feel how the symptoms quieted down. My body became more relaxed and I could doze off. But just as I fall asleep, the nurses would come around and do their rounds. As I net lekker weggeraak het, dan is die verpleegsters daar. So they visited me every four hours. It was fine during the night because I was awake. But I could cry when they came after I just dozed off. But I realized that they had to do their work. Back at home, my wife slept in another room for two weeks to minimize the chances of her getting sick. But the morning cycle of the hospital repeated. When I just, just dozed off to sleep in the morning, my wife would come. And she would stand at the door and call my name. So after the first morning, I told her about my predicament that I, I don't sleep at night, but in the morning. But after day four, I realized that she calls to see if there was any reaction, if I perhaps did not pass on during the night. So I, I pleaded with her and asked her, please, man, just come closer and listen whether I'm breathing or not. Then you know I'm alive. Then you leave me to sleep. And <laughs> But it kept on for the full two weeks. As I realized that the nurses were doing their work, I realized that my wife loved and cared for me. So in the past, I've heard many people saying that they, they, experienced, the, that they experienced that the pain is heavy during the night but relief comes in the morning and the pain is bearable. I experienced that. The COVID symptoms were severe in darkness at night, but quieted down, flat, when the light, the day came. Weeks later, after God fully healed me, I once again realized, like, like in the natural, spiritual darkness flees before the light. John 1 verse 5. Let's read Psalm 30 verse 5. For his anger 
is but for a moment and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Lots of tears are being cried during the night due to the loss of a loved one through death or through broken relationships. Tears are cried for unsaved loved ones, illness, difficult situations at work, being unemployed, financial struggles, which lead to questions like, how will I take care of my family? Where will the next loaf of bread come from? And tears are cried during the night for many other trials and tribulations. It is written in Proverbs, Proverbs 14 verse 10 that the heart knows its own bitterness and no stranger shares its joy. Nobody can fully share in another's sorrows or joy. Only the person going through the difficult time deeply feels it. When our hearts are broken into pieces and we cannot express our deepest heartache in words, I often heard people say, I wish you could see my heart. Dear brother and sister, although another human being cannot see your heart, cannot see your soul, the one that formed you in your mother's womb can see your heart. When you are heartbroken and in distress, do like uh, King Ezekiel did in Isaiah 37, verses 14 to 20. When he, see, uh, when he received a threatening letter from the king of Assyria, King Ezekiel went to the house of the Lord, spread the letter, prayed, and asked God to look and see what is written in that letter and to save them. If things are going tough, open your heart before the loving God. Lay it barren before him. Take all your cares and your burdens unto him. He is a friend like no other. The encouraging part is Jesus already knows what is going on in your heavy heart. He is just waiting for you to ask him, to seek him, and to knock 
on his door for help. Therefore, God invites us to come and exchange our heavy burdens for his that is light. Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. David did it here in Psalm 30. In verse 8, he called upon the Lord and pleaded for mercy. In verse 10, he prayed, Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me, O Lord, my helper. Be my helper. The Lord is just and faithful. He will hear your cries, your prayer, and your plea. And he will help you. If you are unsaved and you cry out to, to the Lord to save you, he will redeem you. Jesus is the light that came to the world to save us from the darkness. But sadly, the people love the darkness rather than the light because of their evil works. They were afraid that the light will shine on and expose their evil works, which they didn't want then, but which we don't want now as well. We don't want our evil works to be exposed. I would invite you to come out of the darkness through the grace of God to the light and be saved. John 3 verses 19 to 21. Be assured when you bow your knee before Jesus, confess your sins, take up your cross and follow him, he will forgive you. The first part of verse 5 says, God's anger is for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. Correction or discipline by God is for a moment, but his grace abides forever. God is angry when we sin but forgives when we repent and then he shines his favor upon us eternally. To his children, the Lord says in this nighttime experience that you are going through, I've heard your prayers. I've seen your tears. Like he said to Ezekiel in Isaiah 38 verse 5, when Ezekiel cried out and prayed to the Lord to heal him, when he was sick, 
And at the point of death, as Isaiah 31 verse 1, God healed Ezekiel and added 15 more years to your life. God hear your prayers. God see your tears. Be patient. But wait on your knees and call upon his name. Back at our text, in Psalm 30 verse 2, David says, O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you've healed me. And as I'm standing here, this evening I'm a loving testimony of that prayer that David prayed I prayed you prayed God heard our prayers and he healed me and so are, so are there many that can testify that God answered prayers by healing them or their family members or friends or colleagues. Solly testified this morning how he prayed to God and asked to heal his skin cancer. And God healed him. But God also healed others by calling them home through death. Brothers and sisters, we are living in a fallen and a broken world. When sin entered the world, it broke everything. God made us in his image, but sin broke and shattered us like a shattered mirror. And we know a shattered mirror cannot reflect the true image. The world is broken. Our government is broken. When Zuma was still president, Musi Maimani said in parliament, Mr. Zuma, you are a broken man. Our societies are broken. Our families are broken. Ourselves, we are broken. Our hearts are broken. But we are the broken. God is the healer. 
Therefore, we, think we can thank God for John 3, verse 16, through which God restored the brokenness of this world. God loved the world and paid a price, his only begotten son. Jesus loved us and paid a price, his life on the cross of Calvary. What price do we have to pay? I've listened to the testimony of JJ about that young lady. And some might think that we can pay by doing good works to go to heaven. But we have to pay nothing. We must just believe in the name of Jesus Christ, then we will not perish, but receive everlasting life. When you believe in Jesus, he becomes your king, and you do his will, which is written in this book. Not your own will. But although the world is fallen and broken, the Creator God is still in control. However, we must put our trust in the Lord and, and lean not on our own understanding. Proverbs 3 verse 5. In verses 6 and 7 in Psalm 30, David confessed that he boasted and said, I will never be moved. He boasted in himself. Why? He said this, due to the prosperity and the good times he experienced. But David admitted, after he boasted, he admitted that it was not due to prosperity, but it was by God's favor that his mountain or his kingdom stood strong. It is God who sustained him and is completely dependent on God. Thus, David says, you hid your face, I was dismayed or frightened. Realizing, realizing without God, we can do nothing. John 15 verse 5. So during all this brokenness, this heartache, grief, difficult circumstances, I want to encourage you, don't lose heart. Don't lose hope. 
but do as God invites us to do in Psalm 50, verse 15. God says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. David did exactly that in Psalm 30. He called upon the Lord and God delivered him. God saved him from his foes or enemies, verse 1. God helped and healed him, verse 2. God brought his soul up from Sheol, if I pronounce it correctly, or damnation, and restored him to life, verse 3. God turned David's mourning into dancing, loosed his sackcloth, and clothed him with gladness. The Afrikaans said it so mooi. He had my weerklag for my verander in a koordans. He had my rouwkleed losgemaak en my met vreugde omgord. When God clothed David with gladness, David extols a glorified God. Verse 1. He was not silent, silent about what God did for him, like many of us are, but glorified God by singing God's praise. Verse 12. Not only did God glorify God and sang his praises, but he called upon the saints or the children of God to sing worth him praises to the Lord and give thanks to his holy name. Verse 4. David promised that he will give thanks to God forever. Verse 12. And because of this, this urge that David had to praise God, to serve him, to glorify him, David reasoned with God in, in verse 9, saying, there is no prophet if he dies because he wants to praise God and tell of God's faithfulness which dust cannot do. And we all know the body returns to dust when we die. But David wanted to praise God. He wanted to tell about his faithfulness. People must hear that we have a good shepherd. And therefore, it is of the 
most important to share the gospel with people. Whilst it is still day, the night comes when we will not be able to work anymore. Either through death or by the coming of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so let us not miss the opportunity. And as Domini encourage us to do, to pray, God, send somebody across my way in order to share the gospel with him. David wanted to do that with all he had in order to, to please God and to spread the gospel. And whilst he's still alive. There's a line in one of the songs that we sing that says, what God can do for others, he will do for you. What God did for David, he will do for you. I want to leave you with the second part of Psalm 30, verse 5, and say to you, whatever you do, whatever you go through, hold on tight to Jesus. Don't give up now. Hold on to the very end and finish the race. That last part of verse 5 says, Weeping may tarry or last for the night, but joy comes with the morning. The darkest hour of the night, the darkest hour of your life means that dawn is just inside. Dawn is on the horizon. Joy. comes with the morning. Remember, God's mercies are new every morning. Lamentations 3, verses 22 and 23. So what a morning of rejoicing it will be.
when we all see Jesus. Descending from the heavens on the clouds. And when he comes, there will be no more tears. There will be no more mourning. There will be no more crying. There will be no more pain. And death will be no more. For all these things will pass. Revelation 21 verse 4. God will free us from the darkness of this world and shine his light on us forever. Do you sow in tears? Now? We read in Psalm 126 verse 5, you shall reap with shouts of joy. Hold on. Joy comes in the morning. Father, thank you very much for your promises. Thank you very much that you don't leave us alone during the night time. When our hearts are troubled and when Satan attacks us. Help us to hold on to your word and look steadfast on the cross knowing that you are coming and you are coming to overcome this world and we will be living in your presence and in your light forevermore. Amen.